Hello and welcome to the Drive Time Pod. This is a show where we talk about things we like. Uh, I'm Mariah. I'm Corey. And I'm Sarah. And this week we are discussing Corey's, like, favorite bad movie. Of- <laughs> Rude. <laughs> garbage. And I can't wait for you all to know about it. It is The Host. <laughs> the Host... <laughs> The host 2013. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. I haven't watched this movie in eons. This is not to clarify because every time you Google the host, there's a very famous like sci fi movie. This is not that movie because that one's probably this is quality. the s- <laughs> rude. Um, this is the the movie the young adult novel by Stephanie Meyer that then became a movie mm. <laughs> the better than twilight stephanie meyer <laughs> okay so yes. Corey, what is it that drew you to this movie like why why the host <laughs> i cannot tell you the first time i saw it i just remember seeing it and going huh well, that was a ride. And then we made a drinking <laughs> game for it. <laughs> I made up a drinking game for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then was like, hi, Mariah. I know you live on the reservation, so you need to get this movie and then watch it with me. And we had a lot of fun from what I remember, mm-hmm. but it was more because of the game, not the movie. <laughs> um <laughs> But there's, like, there's hot people. It's a young adult having to live her life way too, like, adulting too soon. <laughs> um, you know, just just one of those. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to... Okay. This is, the, this is the Wikipedia description, which was better than anything I could come up with. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, how do you describe this? Yeah. Um, The book is about Earth in a post-apocalyptic time being invaded by a parasitic alien race known as souls and follows Mm -hmm. one soul's predicament when the consciousness of her human host refuses to give up her body. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So basically these aliens come down and they look like pretty little soul thingies that you could crush with your boot and somehow they take over the whole world. But it's it's like, like invasion of the body in... snatchers. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and you can tell that someone is invaded because their eyes glow white. Which, you know, there's some problematic things I feel like we get to like discuss when we watch this movie. Oh yeah. Can't wait to so. take copious notes on how problematic this whole thing is. <laughs> right? <laughs> so this podcast is gonna be a little different, guys. We have not watched this yet. <laughs> We're going to go, we're going to talk about this for a little bit and then we're going to pause the podcast and we're going to go watch the movie and play our drinking game and then come back and record. So I'm sorry now if I'm very drunk because I'm the only one who will be drinking (laughs) Um, because my friends are lazy. Excuse you. I mean, I mean, my friends take very good care of their bodies (laughs) and (laughs) want their livers to succeed in life. My liver gave up on me years ago. Um. <laughs> oh man this is really my good. liver like was like all right well you know we we, we said done. a good prayer we've tried we, we, we put your liver in the ground where she belongs 
Yes. And now she she's just fine. says, uh, R.I.P. Corey's liver. Yeah. No, that's yeah, bad. exactly. So let's, just, exactly. let's, let's talk about things that we already know. Sarah, what do you already know about the host? I mean, I think I'm the only one who's actually read the book. Uh. <laughs> you are. Co- I tried. <laughs> and. Um, I just haven't really made time. It's not bad. It's actually better than Twilight. Oh, it's way better than Twilight. When it came out, because I remember when Twilight and the whole series came out, and I was like, I enjoyed it, but then it became super popular, and I became kind of hipster about it. And then the movie was terrible, and then I was just like, meh, I'm done. It's terrible anyways. But then The Host came out, and my mom also, I mean, my mom reads Twilight like every year or so. what yeah she really enjoys it just the mindless escapism she doesn't seem to care about all the things that are terrible with it all right all right anyway right um and so but we had bought the host and um when it came out and i read it and i was pleasantly surprised because i was like it's gonna be terrible everything else she's ever written has been terrible (laughs) And I was like, actually, I really enjoy this. I didn't understand when I had heard that they were making a movie, how in the world they were going to make a movie that made sense and would like portray everything that happened in the book, like correctly. They still didn't do a great job because it's an extremely difficult concept to like, translate i think they did as as well as they could but like that was i was always hesitant to see the movie and then it's not terrible and yes the people are hot which is a huge draw on why you rewatch it but i've watched it maybe three times total since it came out all right all right yeah so but yeah i do really recommend the book if you like escapist ya novels um i I like it. Good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that was so I bought it on my Kindle like maybe a week or two ago when we decided we were gonna do this and just has honestly not made time to read it. But the parts that I have read, like I've read the first like ten chapters and it does, it it flies by really fast mm-hmm. and it's it it's edited. <laughs> it's yeah. almost like she actually got an editor this mm-hmm. time around and yeah. Um I did really like it and the very beginning, they seem to do the same, but it'll be good to talk to you later and see what they what they left out of the book and whatnot, since you're the only one who's read the book. Well, I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I read the book, so I wouldn't be able to, I'm not the most reliable. <laughs> That's okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. That's fair enough. And then, yep. I mean, I, I've only, I've not read the book. I've only seen the movie once. I was probably drunk when I watched it. I don't remember much. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> Uh, Excellent. So this will be a wild ride. The only thing I know about it is that Saoirse Ronan's in it, mm-hmm. um, which honestly, she's way too good for this movie. I do think that some of the draw is that sometimes in young adult movies, they do just really pull from the bottom of the barrel for actors. <laughs> And so it's not very good. And she's so good. And her counterparts are actually pretty good that it makes it easier to watch. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. At least the last time I watched it. So like 
it's kind of like um, really good actors being given not a great script. So it's still decent because they're still like really good actors. Yeah. yeah I mean, there, there are some big, I mean, Diane Kruger is a pretty big actress. Mm-hmm. William Hurt is also in it. Um, so it's like, they've got some big names mixed in with like, I don't think Max Irons had been in almost anything before he was in this. Oh no, that's right. Yeah. So, He's really good. This was one of his first movies. Uh, he was in Red Riding Hood. Okay. Yes, he was. Oh, that's a movie we should watch. Hmm. Listen, the cinematography in that my movie whole is life without watching that. Oh movie. my I god, it is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's bad. I love it. <sighs> okay. But yeah. Okay, so um, let's. We keep talking about a drinking game. Here is our drinking game. Now, this was made in 2014 when drinking games for movies were becoming very popular. Um, and I'm not saying that we were any good at making it or that I was any good at making it. But okay. So the first rule is you have to drink anytime there's a flashback or makeout scene. When Mel or Wanda breathlessly says someone's name, when punches or slaps are exchanged, when a terrible deli- sorry, when a terrible line is delivered beautifully, or when someone comments on how strange the world is. <laughs> Already okay. great. The second rule is you take a shot when the host names herself, uh, when Jeb names the host. Or when the host makes out with two people in two minutes. That's and a very then, specific rule. Uh, yeah, let me tell you, because it happens at least once, if not twice. Um, now, and, when you say naming herself when she gives herself a name? Or how, oh, it's pretty that? obvious. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because it's kind of, she gets all introspective and she's like, I think I'll name myself this and you're like okay lady good for you yeah um and then the final is you finish your drink when someone should die and doesn't okay and we will post the rules um they're posted on our instagram already at drive time pod and <laughs> if you can follow along and watch the movie with us well um, we'll come back with me slightly tipsy and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, so pause <laughs> and come back. Pause and come back. Yes. All right, we'll see All you right. in like two and a half hours, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Oh my God. We're back! <laughs> oh, Yay! Jesus, that movie is simultaneously better and worse than I remember. <laughs> like, like, the acting is kind of incredible, but everything else about it is so awful. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, okay, oh, so it's um, just in case some people decided to not watch the movie um, for their own self-protection... Um, I'm going to give like a really quick synopsis because we're just, we're not going to go in order like we did with Logan Lucky since we just watched it. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think we are. So basically what happens is Saoirse Ronan is playing a girl who on this alien infested planet 
is not does not have a host, an alien host, and it's her and Max Irons, right? Yes, mm-hmm. Max Irons. I was I always want to go say Jeremy Irons, and I'm like, wait, that's the old one. That's um, dad. That's his dad. That's, that's the daddy. Uh, and then her little brother, and they are out trying to get food, and she gets captured, and tries to commit suicide. And they save her, put a host in her. And then it's literally the whole journey of her and her host, like, talking and fighting and trying to figure out how to still save her family and not get caught by seekers. And, like, that's the movie. <laughs> I feel like. Like, that's literally it. And seekers are kind of like the FBI of. Yeah, they're police. <sighs> yeah. Um, which my favorite part was when this whole one horrible seeker shows up and Mariah goes, ACAB. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. ACAB. Wait, ASAB, all, all seekers are bastards. Yes. <laughs> so if you guys can't tell, I have officially had, I think it was two and a half glasses of wine and three shots. Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm, I'm to the wind. Um <laughs> 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 Mariah and Sarah aren't drinking today for various reasons, so they've just had to pee a lot. <laughs> so much peeing. Water oh and yes. soda. <laughs> but we did play our drinking game. Hopefully you guys did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so yeah, Mariah, you're the one who has seen that you only saw this one like once and you didn't read the book. So what are you besides you said it was simultaneously worse and better than yeah so like the first time i watched it i was hella drunk right and the thing is when i watched this the first time and then like actually in the middle of the movie when we were watching it all together i was like i don't remember what happens i literally don't even know um so like the concept much like literally stephanie meyer is conceptually has a really interesting brain like she comes with really comes up with really cool concepts like what if vampires were in the middle amongst us and they lived in forks washington like and like you had to follow like that 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 concept of twilight (laughs) and the concept of the host are like really cool the issue relies in her execution of an actual story um i relate to this problem wholeheartedly um (laughs) like like, i'm not saying that i don't like it's not like i can't like oh why don't you do better i can't i literally can't and there's a reason why she is rich and i am not um but like i just didn't like all of the major plot points were introduced and then solved within like 10 minutes (laughs) like like there it was like ah like this could have been if you just explored it just a little bit if you had set this up a little differently it would have been so cool um can i just Mm -hmm. i was gonna say so sarah has read the book all the way through so i'm sorry sarah i'm gonna interrupt you while we were doing one of our many bathroom breaks sarah found a list that was 10 differences between the book and the movie so mariah is definitely talking about the movie Mm -hmm. so Sarah I just want to say that I see that for the movie a lot of it just seems like it's very like the movie itself is fast paced and slow paced at the same time like sometimes some moments seem so insanely slow and others it's like wait they're best friends now wait Mm -hmm. they're in love what Mm -hmm. the book itself is 619 pages long (laughs) Stephanie Meyer takes her fucking time 
<laughs> in the book building all of that like it all there's so much backstory in Wanderer and where she's been and it talks about her other planets and actually the one time you see them at dinner like and she just briefly mentions she's lived on seven she becomes like the entertainment every night at dinner she tells them stories oh you know that's cool so and, and they're together for months there's everything is just it just but you can't fit that into a movie in two and a half hours no you know so it's like I get where you're coming from, Mariah, and because I I agree with the movie. This is why I was so hesitant when I heard there was a movie. I was like, but there's so much. It's a big book. And then so much of it is an internal dialogue between Melanie and Wanderer. I'm like, how can you do that and not make the actors seem like they're crazy? And they got Saoirse Ronan, and that was the answer to that. So. I was going to say, Saoirse Ronan is fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, like, like literally, if you had cast, I think, almost anybody else, it would have been garbage. But the fact yeah. that they were like, we are going to get the best actress in this age range, mm-hmm. like, and they managed to do it. Like, I'm sure that, like, like... How like how much did they have to beg Sir Sharon, a greatest actor of her age, like <laughs> to do this fucking sci-fi rom romance? See, I don't think they had to because now I'm trying to look it up on IMDb while we're talking. But right. I think she'd only done like the Lovely Bones. I don't know that she had hit. She like, was in Atonement. Peak... Yeah, but I don't know that she had hit like peak Sir Ronan yet. So this could still be at the time of like, hey, you're a great actress and you'll take any job. You okay. I mean? I mean, let's. let's I'm not let's... sure, but I, I mean, I'm looking I'm... up her. Wait, she has American citizenship? Well, she's Irish, right? So if you're half and half, you can get it. Is she half and um... half, though? No, she, she has dual citizenship. That's crazy. I never knew this. Oh, it's because she was born here. Oh, okay. that's why. So I guess I guess she had had quite a bit, but the host is still kind of in her beginning. You know, it, um, it's. I wouldn't say I mean, she got really famous until Brooklyn, which was in 2015, right. and yeah. then Lady and, Bird. That's she fair. Had done two, three. She'd been acting she, for there's five seven, years. Yeah, there's seven movies between the host and Brooklyn. So I think I think the host was still kind of one of those things where they were like, hey, like you're up and coming star. We want you for our because really, I mean, it's Stephanie Meyer. She this is a Twilight saga. You know, they probably thought this movie would take off like Twilight. As we could see by the double ending that we were just given. Corey, completely random. I'm reading the trivia facts on the host on IMDb and it says um, these actors auditioned for the role of Jared. And Jai Courtney audition for the role of Jared. <gasps> and oh in addition, in addition to Kit Harrington, Liam Hemsworth, and Shiloh Fernandez. But I knew you'd freak out about Jai Courtney. I'm so happy right Kit now. Kit Harrington almost played Jared. Yeah, and Dane DeHaan almost played Ian. Oh, oh my God! I <laughs> listen. All okay. Another thing. All of these milk toast white boys look <laughs> exactly the same. There was the literally a moment. <laughs> yeah, there was a moment where someone is walking towards Wanda and Sarah goes, wait, which one is it? <laughs> I couldn't tell. The voice no. and from the back. They looked. Yeah. I, you could not tell. No. 
Oh, no. I didn't know um, Abel was in the lo- Lovely Bones. He's also from Supernatural. Oh, lovely Bones. Yeah. I did. I did remember um, that. Right. So, so the one thing that I kept noticing, especially in our day and age now, is I remember when I first saw it, I thought, oh, there's actually quite a few like POC characters because normally these young adult novels, unless it's specifically written in, it's always like an all white cast, all white everything. And there are quite a few POC characters, but they either die or have like no dialogue. So it doesn't matter in, in my opinion. Oh, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so like, and like Sarah made this comment, this at one point there's four guys and they both drive like two trucks, right? Or they're, they're like in pairs driving trucks and they're trying to like make sure they're not seen by the seekers and the truck with the black guy driving gets caught by seekers. And Sarah was like, so the black man was speeding and they have to end up killing themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, oh yeah, that doesn't age well. Nope. And it really shouldn't have ever been in there. Nope. At least in my, but yeah, even like there's like a doctor <laughs> who, when we first watched this movie years ago, Mariah said, oh, hello, Barack Obama. And then I, and then now you don't see it, but you definitely <laughs> no, saw it. No, no. And the, uh, the first time I saw him, I was like, wow, that was hella racist of me. And then the more I watched it, I was like, actually, he kind of do look like Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks a little bit like, um, I love, but Doc doesn't have a name besides Doc. Well, and he's like supposedly this main character, right? Like they're always talking about Doc, but he almost never has lines. Yeah. It's very. Again. 619 pages right in two and a half hours yeah it kind of so, seems okay. like this would have been better as a mini series or left alone completely yeah. and not made into a movie yeah <laughs> oh but then what would i do with my saturdays watch, watch quality films <laughs> <laughs> rude so rude okay so um i have lots of notes of course I you do so many notes my very first note was eh, is that consent no oh my gosh that Which was 100 beginning not. yeah when um so when the host and melanie first get put together melanie keeps showing her the host wanda um like scenes of her and almost did it again jeremy I- max iron there we go um <laughs> Which, by the way, can we just say that Max Irons has two middle names, and one of them is normal, and the other one is not? Fantastic. Because, because his mom is Sinead Cusack. Oh. And, sh- and for those of us who are, she's an Irish actor, um, but she was uh, Mama Thornton in North and South. That is his mother? That's his mother. And his father. Dude, she did a good job. Yeah, seriously. And his father is Jeremy Irons. Scar! Scar, yeah. Oh, yeah. So his name is Maximilian Paul Dearmid Irons. <laughs> but let's let's spell Dearmid. D-I-A-R-M-U-I-D. So if you're going to say it like an American, it's Dearmude. <laughs> but love it's the Dearmid. Irish. Uh, love no, it. No, I'm not but, sober enough but, for like, this. It's really crazy, but... He is all like on his mother's side. He's also the like a grandson of Irish actors. His aunts and act are aunt- actors. 
His uncle's a theater producer. Like, oh my gosh, he's like from an acting dynasty. And I like had no had idea because no it's in British acting dynasty. So anyway, oh. continuing okay. onward. Well, so with Max Irons, with Max Irons, Jared, his name is Jared. I'm going to just that's how I'm going to remember this. Um, anyway. Basically, they run into each other in a house. They're both looting a house to get food. And he sees her and he sees that she doesn't have. So you know that somebody has been turned alien if their eyes are all glowy because the host's soul shows through your eyes. So he shines his flashlight in her eyes and he's like, oh, my God, you're human. And then he just kisses her (laughs) and just goes for it and then chases her down and like lays himself on top of her in the foresty front yard and is like i'm so sorry i haven't seen a human in 2 years and we were like doesn't mean you get to kiss him like no like <laughs> bruh like, like okay like, and there's like a couple things that happen and you're like oh i don't know about consent stephanie or writer i don't know sarah you're our book expert is that in the book or um i don't remember those exact um like, like that exact issues yeah but i wouldn't be surprised yeah based off of you know just anything but stephanie meyer's ever written uh, <laughs> but what is different is that they aren't flashbacks she has dream i think they're dreams that oh, she okay. has okay so like that whole premise like they had to get the ball rolling and kind of show like melanie's still alive and how Wanderer is still seeing these, and most of them is done through dream form, I do believe. Okay. Um, but listeners, if I'm wrong, please be nice. Okay. No. And then, so the thing, and I'm realizing as I look at this, I just got more and more tipsy. So I have quite a few notes that are basically about colonization. All right. Your brain went somewhere. Um, well, the first one is at the very beginning, it's somebody talking about how the aliens came and took over the planet but they make it sound very like peaceful and kind yeah oh it is jeb Mm -hmm. it's like they came and they there's no more war there's no more hunger there's no more blah 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 but it's also kind of like but there's also no more autonomy and no one has their own personalities anymore Yeah. yeah and so yeah it was just there's, I have quite a few notes about that. Just like every time somebody will talk about, we've changed this world for the better. We come and we don't change it. We just allow them to be how they are, except that we take over their bodies. And I'm like, ooh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, is that French colonization <laughs> or Dutch colonization? Um, I would say like, <laughs> like that meme you sent us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, because the British are definitely like, we're just here to save you from yourselves. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's British colonization. I think it's very British colonization. I think it's like, actually, you know what I think it is? I think it's more of an allegory for, like, maybe an unintentional one, but it's more of an allegory for American colonization. Yeah, because American colonization is all about, like, Oh, yeah. Not necessarily like, oh, you don't forget your culture, but we're just going to cherry pick the parts that we like and keep those. And then you are going to then submit to all of our rules. And if you don't, you don't exist anymore. Yeah, that's 100% what it is. Right. Like, like a lot of it kind of reminded me of like a very accelerated version of 
the um the Indian school system that was set up. Yes. And yeah. for the listeners who don't know, um, I'm, <laughs> I teach history, so I'm just I'm going to talk to you about it. So Yay. one of the most famous ones is the Carlisle Indian School, which you can totally look up. It's tons of information on it. But basically, after the at the dawn of the reservation system in the 1850s and 60s, um, the American government, in an attempt to Americanize um, the Native American population, the Indian population in in this country. What they did is they forcefully removed um, Native kids from their homes and sent them to faraway places. Oh, my gosh. Um, if you're clicking a pen, sorry, whoever's clicking a pen, it's so loud. <laughs> and I can't. I can't. And, and it just keeps going. Okay. <laughs> is that Sarah? You know? <laughs> anyway, back to my very deep, yes. dark American history thing. This. So what these... Uh, Anyway, these kids were taken away from their families and stripped of all of their native culture and basically like you have to learn English. You cannot learn your native language. You cannot learn your native culture and anything that means anything to you. And it's not like it's in the past. This in some way, shape or form has continued through Mm -hmm. today. And Mm -hmm. like. And it's very clear, like I, I read a book in college called the I think it's called like. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, uh, but it, let me just let, fix, look it up real now. It's by um, this author, Donald Fixico. Um, and he is a professor of history at Arizona State University. And he's done a lot of ethno histories about Native Americans. Um, but he wrote this book that's like about um, like the urban Indian experience in America, I think is what it's called. And it's like because of the financial and like imperialism basically of the the reservation system that native americans were forced off their reservations and into cities and so that's why a lot of people who are native and and indian they don't identify as such because they've been so far removed for so long and there's everywhere you look in cities in america especially out here in the west you'll see um basically indians hiding in play site which is like terrible and sucky uh, but that's what it kind of reminded me of. This entire host thing is that is your your host is hiding in plain sight. Yes. And actually, I love that you're talking about Native Americans because I have a note. So Melanie and Wanda end up finding her family and they are safe on on some land out. We're pretty sure they're in Arizona. They never really say, but it looks very much like Arizona and like all of the big, like the buttes. And I don't know what you would call those like sand, like the castles. Uh, (laughs) What would you call that? What would you call it? It's like a, it's like a butte. Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's a rock formation. Yeah. The, the, um, principal photography took place in actually New Mexico and I thought so. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Cause you lived there. I did. Yeah. So New Mexico, Arizona area. But so the family is safe from the colonizers by living in an old Anasazi or Anasazi like home. Mm-hmm. inside these rocks and i just i wrote white people living in native homes woo, woo. no <laughs> natives no indians in sight crazy no, no. Um, there was there was one native american actor and he was flying the um helicopter with the seeker what at one point so he yeah was on, he had, so he was on the antagonistic side. he had like Loved two lines 
Love yeah, he had like two lines. Wow. He did have a braid, which was great. But that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. Is it's almost like they sort of had somebody on set who was like, "Hey, you guys should be more like you know liberal and of the time." And they were like, "Okay, here's like a little bit." But all of the main characters are still going to be super white, and you're not going to be able to tell them apart. Um, by the way, <laughs> I have found out what those things are called. Right? It's like a it's okay. a rock that sh- sh- shoots up in the air, right? Yeah, and it's like it's almost like a butte, but it's or almost like a mesa, but it is not because you cannot live on top of it. It's kind of like a craggy right. thing. It's called yeah. a monadnock. Okay, a monadnock um, or an inselberg. Okay, which. And it's super cool. I mean, yeah. it's like got caves and it has water in yeah. it. Yeah. And they're able to, they are able, they have like a whole wheat field inside it. And like, it's really cool how they've figured out how to live in it. But I was just like, and it feels like we're repeating history. Fun. We'd love to see it. We, we don't. Yes. This is me being very, very sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Mariah, my favorite line that you said, I wrote it down. So... Sersha and is having a very good like inner dialogue moment with her character and I don't quite remember what moment but Mariah goes oh she strutted that one runway so that Tom Hardy Venom could run it you said it and you don't remember what it means <laughs> she this bitch walked she fucking strutted that runway mama so that peppa could run like it's yes. a tiktok meme but it's oh. like it's so serious like Sasha ronan and the host walked so that tom hardy and venom could run <laughs> it's true it's true because she really did <laughs> i'm so glad that you remembered i said that because i totally forgot. oh i wrote it down i wrote it down um so okay i don't want to just keep like talking do you guys have anything i I have more on consent (laughs) (laughs) listen ladies (laughs) if i have things to add this is this is your movie and i'm so glad that you wrote things down but we Uh, did not (laughs) great i'm like the only thing is my list of things that are different perfect okay so after Jared and Melanie like fall in love and they're a cute little family in the bayou. Um, It's like showing them working together and dancing together and it's super cute. And then at one point they're, they're on a couch in front of a fire pit outside and the little brother is presumably inside sleeping and they start talking about having sex, but they never like say that that's what they're talking about. And he's like, we could be the last person on the earth. But you still wouldn't have to have and do anything with me. And I'm like, you're not the only people on Earth. Number one. <laughs> like, number one. Maybe the continent. I could see how maybe, like, or just in North America or, like, the U.S. But you are not the last people alive on Earth. Calm down. <laughs> but then, then she goes, well, then sleep with me. And I'm like, girl, you've been sleeping with him for months. Do you mean have sex? You should just say it. Yeah, like, and then... And also, how does birth control work? Are you able to find birth control? Because you're going to be popping out so many babies. Literally. (laughs) And, like, my favorite part about all of the sex scenes is that they're all under the cover sex. And I'm like, mmm. So we almost saw the sensuality. It's so sensual. Sarah couldn't watch it. It was... (laughs) Guys, 
I am a delicate fucking flower. <laughs> I have socks that say it. It's true. It's so true. And I was like, but on top this of it, oh this gosh. is it. Oh no. <laughs> right? On top of all of that, though, when Wanda is having flashbacks of these makeout scenes and she's still with the Seekers trying to find people, one Seeker says, these bodies have unusually strong physical drives and we must not succumb to them. <laughs> and I was like, wait, so are you guys not having sex? Because no, you have like perfect bodies. They do. They have the best kind of medicine. They definitely don't have to like give birth anymore. These aliens could be having so much sex. And they're not? No. no they're it, different. You find <sighs> out more about, like, all of that gets so, like, much more okay. explained Tell in, us. in okay. the book. Tell us. I'm ready. Well, ready. It, it's just, like, it's a very – you get a lot of more of, like, Wanda or Wanda's reactions. And, like, un, like she kind of is, like – in the movie, explains how she's just like, wow, this is new and, like, different and these things, like, I feel things. And it's all, like, explained. Like, she lived in different alien bodies that are, like, not human. Like, things you've seen in Star Wars, Star Trek kind of a situation. Like, so that's all explained. So when she comes to Earth, they they're they're saying that humans are the only ones, really, that have, like, a sex drive for pleasure. I mean, because you see it in animals, right? Only dolphins, I think. And pigs and, or something. And, yeah. Yeah. There's like one or two animals that and, actually. And like bonobos. Ha- right. <laughs> it's only a few animals that have <laughs> sex for fun, for pleasure. Most of it, it's just a scientific, like for copulation to have more babies so that when they die, they'll have, you know, so that, right. No extinction. And so it's, like, it's unusual for her. It's not something that they've dealt with. And I think probably most of the host, the alien, the souls, whatever they're called, um, see that as part of, like, what's imperfect with, you know, the human race. Because it's feelings, and feelings are messy, and they lead to... um, all of the things that happen that they viewed as negative about the human race happen because we have feelings and thoughts okay. that souls don't have. Like, yeah, that, that makes sense. So, and that's, yeah, it's so new. And that's why like the, this primary seeker who's after her has all of these issues, you know, because she also has a host who's in there still and isn't leaving and is fighting back yeah whereas most of the time they go into the body and that person dies or is submissive enough i mean it's the same thing you meet a lot of people there's like out of 10 people you'll have like two people that are gonna fight for their lives and the rest of them are gonna flee or submit you know yeah so it's just a dialogue metaphor for that kind of a situation I really like that, actually. Like a fight or flight uh, kind of theory and talking about it in a much more abstract way, like with these alien hosts. Yeah. Which is why then, you know, when they are taking the souls out at the end, but then like the body that they put Wanda into just died. 
because that was a, a weak person kind of a thing. Gotcha. And okay. had given up long before they took the soul out of the body kind of a situation. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Well, so I actually, I had written conquering versus bonding and then question mark. So, so most of the time it's not a bonding thing. There's not there. Like there's nothing that person just shuts up and isn't there anymore and dies. Okay. That makes sense so much. Um, so, so then we, we kind of paused and talked for a little bit about would Ian still love Wanda if she was put in a male body? Because yes. at the end, she, yeah, because he is supposed to be falling in love with the soul, mm-hmm. the host. I just, they picked a cutesy little girl body at the end. So, like, I don't know. I was a little. Yeah. I would have, like, literally, I would have been so much happier if Wanda became, like, I don't know, RuPaul. That'd be way better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean. Because he, yeah. It would have been great. We know it would never have happened in a Stephanie Meyer novel. We, yeah. Mormon. Right. But. They would have there, been fantastic. Yeah. There's a lot of when you know that Stephanie Meyer is Mormon, and I'm sorry if we have any Mormon listeners. We're we're just I'm sorry, but <laughs> we're just I'm sorry. I don't oh, know. No. <laughs> I just there's so many things like kind of like the men saving you, and the soul is the ultimate redemption, and there's certain things that are you can just see that the author is Mormon, and some of it's fine, and some of it you know. Like the not having sex until marriage. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, well, okay, here we go. Yep. Mm. Um, let's see. I'm, well, okay, so is there anything you guys want to talk about? Like, we, we're not really going through the movie. No, no. But I will say that, like, <clears throat> and, and I'm glad, Sarah, you've explained it. So there's a moment kind of more still in the beginning when Wanda has come to the safe place and these three white guys who all look the same try to come and kill her. And one of them is Ian, who ends up falling in love with her. Mm-hmm. But Ian is, like, strangling her, sort of. And they're all, like, fighting and trying to, like, not have her get strangled or to have, you know, whatever. There's a fight going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then literally, like, 20 minutes later, not even, he's, like, he loves her and it's like oh her name is Wanda we've named her instead of Wanda it's because that puss is so good though <laughs> like that is what I said I said oh how pussy can change your mind seriously yes. <laughs> and it was probably like 200 some odd pages in the book and it took yeah. 20 seconds in the movie I didn't uh-huh. even really know his name and I was like oh okay yeah so from a Hollywood perspective, when I first saw this movie, I thought the guy Kyle was going to be her, like, second lover. Yeah, me three. Because he's, he's pretty. He's real pretty. Boyd Holbrook? <laughs> Out and of all of the, the guy... toast white boys, he has the most flavor. He has some Cholula on him. Just a yes. little bit. Just a Ian... tiny bit. <laughs> but he's got Ian... it. Ian's kind of scrawny. He's built, but scrawny. And... He just looks like a side character. 
he doesn't look like a main character. And I know that's horrible, but when I was watching it and then he was the one who fell in love with her, I was kind of like, oh, I mean, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah. Um, <sighs> I, thought... I would love to do a quick little deep dive onto my boy, Boyd Holbrook. Uh, of course i literally have seen him in like two things um so no three just kidding three he is a working actor he's kind of like uh in and out doesn't really have any huge starring roles except he's steve murphy in narcos he's the main character in narcos the other main character of course be like it's him pedro pascal Mandalorian daddy and um, the guy daddy. who plays um, what's his fucking name Pablo Escobar <laughs> <laughs> I was like I haven't I have not watched Narcos so I cannot help you here <laughs> yeah so my parents really lo- are into Narcos um, and it's just about like the drug like the D- American DEA dealing with the influx of uh, cocaine coming in from Colombia under Pablo Escobar, who was like basically running Colombia at that point. Right, um, right. But that's where. But the first time I ever saw Boyd Holbrook, he was in the Hatfields and McCoys series, oh. and he. Oh, he, no. he I, I love him. He played a relative of mine. <laughs> what? <laughs> like it's fairly removed, but like. Where I he's love a, that. He plays a Hatfield, so like. It's very exciting that I was like, oh, boy, he's in here. Yes. So, um, yeah, we love Boyd Holbrook. He has a mustache basically all of the time and he should always keep it. <laughs> um, he's one of those few people that's like, you should always have facial hair. You should always have a creepy mustache because on you, it looks sick. It's very important. Yeah. It's seventies fantastic, but like not in a fun, like in a weird way, but like in a good way. <laughs> like wow, yeah. Speaking of seventies fantastic, mm-hmm. so the clothing choices of people in this movie. The thing is, I think when they made the movie, they were trying to be like people have literally found whatever they can find in closets. So like when the boys are going out shopping <laughs> and stealing or whatever. They look like 70s, like 70s porn stars, except that it hasn't and it has aged well, because that's kind of how guys dress now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you're watching the movie, you're like, oh, this could have been made last year. <laughs> or it was made like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. So good. Um, Sarah. Yeah. Go through the let's go through the list. What is okay. different between the book and the movie? Alrighty. So the first one, so this is an article on Cinema Blend by Jessica Rodden, and it was written, you know, when the movie came out. Um, and so her first one is that due to con- time constraints, the film begins with a voiceover narrative explaining the takeover of the hosts. One of the more careful things the host does is slowly unfold the narrative of the takeover of Earth through Wanderer's thoughts and storytelling. However, the film jumps the gun so as to tell a much more personal tale than one of takeover. So, and a lot of this is some of, it's all tied to the whole fact of movies two and a half hours long, books 600 plus pages. Well, and that is the kind of thing that you can do in a quick voiceover. Yeah. 
Like, it's really easy to kind of briefly be like, we came and we're making the world perfect. Done. Yeah. Um, Wander and Melanie's relationship is shown through flashbacks and voiceover on Melanie's end. So, uh, and the author says, as noted prior, these are the most unappealing elements of the film. All of the flashback sequences take us out of the action. Plus the weird, seemingly one-sided conversations both make Wanda look like a crazy person and become extremely, extremely tedious throughout the film. Um, Disagree. So this- the flashbacks are great. They're always making out with people. Um, and that means that Corey's always drinking. <laughs> yes. Because that's one of the... One of the- um, but, yeah. So, like, the fact... Most of the... Um, flashbacks happen in dream sequences like i've said before and then it's all like i think melanie in her head is written in italics whatever yeah i never say that word i always think italics italics. (laughs) (laughs) it's italy but it's italics great um and so like it's just it's hard to portray internal monologue or like conversations um in a film. I think that because of Sersha and how amazing she is, they did it the best that they could. But it's still, like, it's difficult. Um, and so then Wander is given no choice from the Seekers about leaving Mel- Melanie's body so that she can be executed. That's not how it happened in the book. Um, actually, uh, Wander tricks the Seekers and is saying that she is um, leaving to go get a consultation. Um... And then she ends up going. Like, they just, she just leaves. And they let her leave. Okay, so it was more action-y in the movie. Yeah. So, um, it says this amps up the dramatics of the host species and instills in Wanderer the desire to escape and not see her human body and the mind still occupying it become destroyed. So, instead of leaving to get a consultation, as happens in the novel, she must escape the clutches of her own species. So, it just makes a drama and it adds up all the action. Um, the Seeker begins catching on to Wanderer's whereabouts nearly immediately. So it takes a lot longer for the Seeker to catch on and wonder where she is. Okay. Uh, so see, the, it says, since the Seeker disappears for huge chunks of Meyer's book, this actually helps the action propel forward and helps the Seeker and her seeking become a very real threat. So it's not a constant. Like, for a very long time, you're kind of just, like, chilling. You know? Yeah, and in the movie, it's like a constant threat. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, you get to see shots of Jared and Kyle, like, for like their foraging party, until Wanda actually goes out with them. Um, you're still, you're, you stay with Wanda the whole time. She's your primary character. And so, you see the entire world through her. Okay. So, that's different. But, I mean, I like it. And yeah. the author liked it too. Um, all of the character be- development seems rushed, which, um, so it's like it makes a development between Wanda and Ian, Wanda and Jamie, and Wanda and those living in the cave seem strained and nonsensical. The big romance between Wanda and Ian and the secondary romance, romance between Melanie and Jared is especially rushed through in the film, despite being one of the big selling points of the book. Guys. So. Which I do think want. Go for it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just like reading through the book thing. Nowhere in the movie does it make any sort of assumption or like 
connection that Ian and Kyle are brothers did not come across at all. Sorry, continue. Oh, you must have missed it. He did say once that people yeah. like to hit my brother. Mm. Yeah, he did. He when, said no. Nah. Yeah. When, when Jared was coming up, <laughs> after they had attacked Wanda, mm. the three of them, and then Jared comes up and they're looking through binoculars, and then Boyd Holbrook leaves. Mm-hmm. And, and Ian goes, he's sorry. Or I told him you're sorry, but he's still mad at you. I'm not sorry. And he's like, yeah, and I'll, no one is with my brother. People want to hit him a lot or something. He doesn't yeah. say it once. Mm. <laughs> he says it He says it once or twice, but yeah. See, okay, I can be like, I wasn't. Okay, fine, whatever. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it wasn't played up nearly enough, in my personal opinion. <laughs> Again, two and a half hour movie. 600 plus pages. Mm-hmm. I'm just going right. to keep repeating right. it. It's my mantra. Yes. All right. <laughs> On the list. So the director invented a room full of glow worms as the setting for the big conversation between Jamie and Wanda, explaining that Melanie is still very much alive inside her. So that wasn't where it happened. I don't remember where, but we love the glow worm place because then she uses it later to tell them they're not allowed to shout at her. I like the glow worms could just disappear and it would be fine. Right. (sighs) Although, yeah, I do like that. It's kind of like the implication of I'm bringing you here so that no one will shout because if you shout at me, I will punch you (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) or something. Yeah. So I feel like I said this one already, but we barely get any of the history of Wanda's people in the books. Wanda is a historian and a traveler who is given an honorary professor position among her people. When she lives with the humans, her knowledge and stories about the other planets the hosts have taken over is an arresting way to spend the dinner evening. However, in the film, she has ba- she barely has time to mention there are 12 other controlled planets, much less get into the politics and differences between the worlds. So all of that kind of gets way more uh, explained in the book. Uh, the transition okay. from Wanda and Melanie fighting with one another to becoming close friends doesn't really make sense in the context of the film one minute the two are fighting and in the next they seem to have a bond of sisterhood so again time constraints because i i noticed that in the book or in the movie it just seemed like all of a sudden they're like oh we love each other oh yeah (laughs) which was not the case um so there's a section that wasn't included in the movie that was in the book that I don't remember enough of the details to explain it to you. (laughs) That's Um, fair. But it's on her list. But it's on her list. It's the last one on her list. It says, Wanda doesn't spend her last few minutes quote-unquote burning with Jared asking him to lie to her. So I think the burning happens with the the fields is what I want to think. But I don't remember. Gotcha. Um, and so the, uh, this author says, this is actually one of the weirdest moments in the book. And while it gives closure to the whole Wanda and Jared relationship, because there kind of was, you know, since he kisses oh, Wanda, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though he's, you know, he's Melanie. Anyways, so it feels extremely unfaithful to Ian. Pleasantly, this was cut from the film. So it was like after Wanda is officially like with Ian, there's another moment, I think, I, if I remember correctly with Wanda and Jared. Um, But it's just adding closure. Like, you don't actually love me. You love Melanie. Kind of a thing. So, 
that's my list. I love it. And really the only, the biggest difference is just the fact, I mean, it's the same thing with any book that gets put into, created mm-hmm. into a movie. And it's just a lot of issues with time constraint. Yeah. And trying to fit it all into two and a half hours. I'm doing it yeah. well. Which, when I first saw this movie, I didn't know it was a book by Stephanie Meyer. Because I don't think they say it in the credits. Like, sometimes it says it at the beginning. And they yeah. didn't say it until the end credits. So the movie ended and it says, based on the book by Stephanie Meyer. And I was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And it does, like, when you know there's a book, certain things do make more sense. Because you do know, like you said, yeah, a book is just has so much more in it. Especially with one that are, I think, that are heavily in internal monologues or, like, dialogue in your head. Like, it was the same thing with uh, Call Me By Your Name. Um, I saw it with my sister, and I had read the book I had, like, beforehand, and she hadn't. Mm -hmm. And so she was really confused about some, like, intentions and reasonings and why something happened. And I was like, I wasn't. I'm like, oh, it makes complete sense. Didn't you read the book before going to see this movie? It explains (laughs) everything. It explains every yes. That's that makes sense. Well, and then the final thing you said that was different is there's basically like two endings in the movie. Oh yeah, and the second ending, which by they shouldn't they didn't need like the first ending was perfect. It was a good little bow tie and like done. And that and then is they have the this ending weird... of the book. Okay, and then they have this weird second ending where like. The two couples now are, like, going out on the town, apparently. In L.A., by the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they get caught by what they think are seekers. And then it turns out to be another... A gay soul who's dating the black guy. In our brains and in reality. (laughs) Yes. It is a thing. Wait, is it Mariah Wright... No, it's not. Oh, Mariah Wright a fan fiction about it. Maybe. I, I, I'm not invested yes. enough in the host. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then you just said, this doesn't happen in the book. And I was like, good, because it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really, because it, like, before it, they really do like have like a a good ending. It's like, did you guys see Valerian and the no. City of a Thousand Cities or whatever? No, I oh not. yeah, I didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about—the one that Rihanna's in, right? Yes, man, I might make you guys watch that one too. But um, no. my brother, <laughs> my brother and I just watched it, and there are basically two beginnings, and it's awful because they're both good beginnings, but they they should have just had one, and that's how I feel with this ending. Except that the second ending is terrible. But like, don't have two endings; like, just tie it up and be done with but it. But my face, I feel like. Well, I feel like they were trying to set it up for, like, if this does well, we can make a sequel. Yeah, but it didn't, and they don't. And my favorite part about the entire ending is, I'm waking up, I feel it in my breath. Imagine Dragons. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so much. Um, now, wait, I did have another thing I wrote down. So, at one point, Jeb, Jed? Jeb. Jeb. Whatever. Jebediah. Jeb. Jebediah. That's right. And his sister's name is Magnolia. Played by um, um, Ruth De- Bucator or whatever. DeWitt Bucator or whatever. Mom. The mom. The evil mom from Titanic. 
evil or mom who's trying to survive you know either way um anyway he says this line where he goes this ain't a dick this ain't a democracy it's a dictatorship (laughs) and i just watched remember the titans and denzel washington also says that exact line (laughs) i love that and i was just like oh well great i love that people keep using this line in movies i mean it's like well it's not a democracy it's a cheerocracy uh, <laughs> and then i'm like that's from bring it on oh, love it um and i'm a cheer tater only... oh, i have one last note yes are you ready i'm ready So when Wanda teaches them how to pull a soul out of a body to save the body, Mm -hmm. like not just like ripping soul, because they've been, these people in the caves have been ripping souls out of bodies, trying to save the people, but it's really like, they're literally ripping the souls out. So then they're killing both things, Mm -hmm. the host and the person. Anyway, so Ian, she hands Ian the soul and she goes, this is what I look like. That man is so turned on by a beam of light. <laughs> I mean, he, that didn't act. The intention was there, but they didn't actually. She didn't say this is what I look like. Well, she might as no, well have. But his face. That man. She was. I just. I felt like he needed to go to therapy. We must. No, we must stand <laughs> a pansexual, polysexual. Ian, who falls in love with a soul rather than a person or a thing. You know what? Fair. I like that. Uh, yes. But he just... And by that logic, face once the Wanda goes into another body that is perhaps not female, he'd still be like, yes, give me that dick. Yeah. It's true, because he's supposed to have fallen in love with the soul. But if Wanda becomes a man, does Wanda stay... Wanda... Or does Wanda get a masculinized version of Wanda? Which is Wanderer? I guess so. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like Wanderer as like as like all of these souls, they're genderless, right? Yeah. You know? They are. Does Stephanie Meyer use they in the book? Like as um... a I don't remember. Excellent question. You guys keep chatting. <laughs> I'm looking up what uh, what the male version of Wanda is. Wanda. Wanda. I love it. But yeah, I think um, it just it's one of those things where because they haven't set it up well in the movie, the way he is looking at that little parasitic beam of light is so weird. <laughs> Um, but I, I stand the polyamorous pansexual. I love that idea so much more. All right. So Wanda, um, is a, is a Polish name. Okay. Um, but that's all I've gotten so far. It is properly interpreted as meaning wanderer. Perfect. Fine. Okay. Let's be real. It would be like William. Version. Just pick another W. Shush. Of Wanda. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> male version of wands it just can't <laughs> that's be all ian. i want because ian is who who they're in love with see okay here's the thing so i looked up male version of wanda and i don't know what this is saying about me i don't know 
but the, the first thing that comes up is huge vibrators may scare men but they're really i don't know what the rest of it is they're really really good how i stopped learning start worrying and love big ones this is from vice well thank you vice for taking a turn we were definitely needing yikes i don't like it i don't want it <laughs> you want i don't want the male version of wando right? it's wando it's wando okay w-a-n-d-o wando perfect or no yes. it's wendell oh and you know what that goes along with everyone else's names in the book of how they're all terrible names yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So, Mariah, do you have anything else like that stuck out to you that you wanted to talk about? Um, nope. <laughs> nope. I, uh, I wish I could have drunk with you, but health issues made me have to drink water, and I, I did pee so many times. Let me tell you, drinking does so make it fun. Things. It makes it more fun. I know, and because I've done this before. <laughs> I love a good drinking game. But I was just, yeah. uh, you know. Well, and there's like so many things to it that are just the whole young adult. We we just, we talked about um, how old these people are supposed to be versus how old they look. Because they definitely all look like they're in their 30s, oh, late 20s. Yeah. Oh, and there's, but, there's also the thing that Saoirse Ronan, when she was shooting, this was probably 18. And Max yeah. Irons is straight up eight years older than her. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. When you said Jai Courtney, I was like, oh, I love him. But he's like 30s, like late 30s. Mm-hmm. It would have been so awkward if mm-hmm. her little 18-year-old self was making out with Jai Courtney. Yeah. I would have loved her for it, but yeah. I do have an answer. Mm-hmm. Yay. Took me a while. But it's when she removes the soul from the seeker. Okay. And so it says, um, and though the soul could not hear me, it obeyed. The harp strings loosened when slack. I could hear the f- I could feel the slither as they retracted. Okay. Thank you, okay. Stephanie so, Meyer. Genderless. Yeah. Perfect. Souls are genderless. Well, because they are. They are. Because yeah. um, gender is a social construct. Well, <laughs> yes. Sex. Also, in the book, <laughs> Ian never creepily slash hornily holds the soul in his hands. Great. We'd love to see it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Just in case you guys were, like, really worried about that. I <laughs> for sure was. No, it was still in your brain. I totally Since I was been, at that part. It's been on my mind. The whole time. You know, like, if you're going to do surgery, you have things prepped. You don't just randomly <laughs> be like, oh, hey, you have unsanitized hands. Hold the soul real quick. I right? didn't prep my materials. Yes. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, yep. no. Yeah. Sarah's sarcastic tirade. I mean, listen. <laughs> the done. the amount of times the doctor questions, like it, he's like, "No, I don't know what this will do," and it's like, "It's." She said it was medicine. This kid is dying, and it says it has labels about what it does. It says sanitize. Heal heal seal cool like literally seal yeah it says what it does like and that was my yeah, favorite part I... of like just being like drama for drama's sake and like no we can't do it we don't know what it'll do like yes you 
Yes, you do if you would use your fucking brain that you apparently use so to go to fucking medical school, Doc. <laughs> What's interesting is that they have this distrust for the the mm-hmm. souls, right? Yeah. Even though it's like they don't understand that the souls don't lie. Like, they just don't have that capability, really. And so... There's, he's still experiencing distrust with all these because he doesn't know it and doesn't understand it. And so, like, I, I get it. I understand, like, he should also be trusting of, like, it says it's going to clean or it's going to sanitize, whatever it does. But at the same time, I think at that moment, they hadn't fully understood how souls operate. It isn't until then... And, like, I think after that, in the book and even the movie, you know, that they finally understand Wanda and souls in general. Before that, he was butchering humans and souls. Right. You know? And And Jeb says, or Jeb says, I don't know how much more Doc can take. Yeah. So I think it it comes from a, like, as someone who's a, a scientific, like, they like knowledge and, and not great with like things that are new and they don't if you don't understand how it works you're going to be hesitant to want to to use it or try it but that's just what i think that's fair obviously i think it makes sense yeah. we're allowed to have different <laughs> we're, we're humans we have autonomy what? and brains not according we to been the colonized <laughs> Well, no, we do according to the host, but yeah. um, it's 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 wrong and not okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, what are we loving this week? I think I think we're ready. Yeah. Um, okay. What am I loving this week? Ah. Uh... I've had a rough one, guys. Uh, come back to yes. me. Yes. <laughs> All right, Corey. Um, we have, and I think I've said this before, but I'm just going to keep harping because it's my favorite. We have this book club um, that we're doing with Harry Potter and the Sacred Texts. And we've been, we've still been getting together, even though J.K. Rowling is a piece of shit. Um <laughs> and talking and that is my favorite we actually haven't gotten together and talked about the book in probably three weeks but even like this morning like six of us or a couple of us got on and then like last night a bunch of us played like this murder mystery and it's just been during quarantine during like not really being able to go out with friends like I just love that we have this book club and this friend group that some of us like there's one girl who's in England and then some people are in LA and it's just like spread out and I just, I love it. I love that I know I can write and people will show up and no matter if we change, we might be changing our minds about reading Harry Potter, but we're still going to do book club. Like, you know, I just love mm-hmm. that we have that fluidity and we're all still, we're all becoming really good friends. Yeah. That's so, that's so mushy. <laughs> you, you four, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yikes. Okay, um, well, I got my entire family to watch Ben Platt's Netflix special, which yes. if you have not watched it, it's Ooh, amazing. Time. Oh, they're a week early, guys. Calm down. <laughs> Anyways, 
Um, it's fantastic. And my dad cried multiple oh, times. And yay. my mom cried. And it's so sweet. Okay. My Okay. Pre- but, like, my parents cry all the time. So, gotcha. And I love it. We like to find things that we know that they'll cry at. And then sit there <laughs> and, and watch them cry. Yeah. And then things that we just show them to show them and we don't mean. Like, after we watch that, my sister's like, can I show you a song? And it was uh, More of You by Chris Stapleton. Mm-hmm. And then, wait, what? Then they asked, like, what song do I know of his? And we're like, Tennessee Whiskey, most likely. So they played that one. And then apparently my dad, all smooth and romantic-like, is holding my mom's hand. It's like, that's you. Oh. And, and they both start crying. A Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. <laughs> parents are adorable. I love um, that. So anyways, then Ben, Spla- ben Platt Netflix special is amazing also disney plus released um making a frozen and i watched three episodes last night because i love me a good making of yeah thing that's awesome and hamilton premieres next friday oh my gosh yes hell yeah all right so here i found my thing that i've been loving this week so yes my youtube algorithm just recommended me on a whim this video that's like if so Post Malone's Circles oh, no. was sung by ABBA, <laughs> and I was like, what? And so I clicked on it, and it's just this guy singing and, like, doing the Post Malone Circle song, but, like, in the style of ABBA. And I was like, oh, I okay, right? And then I went down a hole. I was like, who is this guy? Um, and what he, he's a music producer from the Netherlands, I think, or I, I think he's from the Netherlands, one of them lowland countries in Europe. Um, uh-huh. And he just like is everything on all of his platforms is music by blanks. Um, his real name is Simon De, DeWitt. Um, and everything he said, all of his descriptions are overexcited music boy. He is literally the the human version of a golden retriever (laughs) and he writes really poppy like fun music that's kind of like half like 60s beach boy vibes and also um like electronic and very like cleverly and coolly produced um but he has all of these videos where he asks his instagram followers to help him write a song and like he makes up some like guitar licks and he posts like do you want one or two and then everyone says we want one and from there he like will do some drum tracks and then he'll it's like well let's talk, talk about some lyrics what's the theme that you guys are wanting and it's like so cute and i'm just like i love you and i hope that thing hurts you and oh, he's so great Music by Blanks. He is I great. love it. <laughs> All one word. Yay. Music by Blanks. He is, and he's on the Spotify as just Blanks. And uh, okay. yeah. B-L-A-N-K-S? Yes, B-L-A, like blank, like a blank page. Uh-huh. Yeah, but b- b- Blanks. Yay. Love it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for slogging through the host with me. Only for you, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I only Mariah. Mariah. wait. So who's whose week is it next week? Mariah. Mariah, what are we doing? Oh my, we're doing the Great British Bake Off. Are you kidding? Yes, <laughs> yay, <laughs> yes. So, show. all right, kids. Um, this has been the Drive Time Pod. 
Um, you can stalk us on at the Drive Time Pod on Instagram or email us at the Drive Time Pod at gmail.com. Uh, episodes drop every Wednesday. I did it, guys. I only fumbled like twice. <laughs> so Yay. proud of you. <laughs> Why do you make me do this? <laughs> you. Um, I don't know. But uh, I think that. I hope that wherever you are, you are being safe, sane, and consensual. Um, anyone, any other? Unlike the host. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.